In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 227th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The 2-6 and six Falcons are set to host the 3-4 and four Denver Broncos on Sunday at 1 p.m. at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Then they will take a bye. Hey, this is kind of the sad game of the season. This was the one that was uh, supposed to be in London. But because of the coronavirus pandemic, it was kept stateside. I don't know if it'll be replaced next year or they'll just go back into the cycle. But anyway, we've got uh, the Broncos coming to town on Sunday. And today we're going to title this episode, A Look at the Denver Broncos. Not real creative, but that's what we're going to do today. Uh... Gonna look at one, their record, quarterback, Drew Locke, some weapons. We'll hear from Coach Vic Fangio. Uh, then we'll go to the series history. Then we'll wrap up with some defense, special teams, and a couple other observations. Let's start off here with the record. They're three and four. They've won three of their last four. Last week, a thrilling come from behind victory against the Los Angeles Chargers with a last-second touchdown pass to win 31-30 over the Chargers. Now, the season didn't get out to a good start for them. Uh, Titans, they lost to the Titans 16-14. Lost to the Steelers 26-21. Lost to Tampa Bay 28-10. Then they got to see the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets and got a W. 37-28, then they beat the Patriots, too, on the road. Two road wins, 18-12. Then, of course, they got mopped by the Chiefs, 43-16, and uh, no shame there. But uh, they're kind of a hot young team coming into town, having won three of their last four. Now, the trigger man is Drew Locke, and we're going to hear... Uh, Coach Vangio talk about him. I guess before the he got hot there late against the Chargers, he had gone 43 series without a score and was in danger of being benched. So he saved his gig there. Um, but so far this year, he's 84 of 143 for 927 yards, four touchdowns, five interceptions. A 72.2 quarterback rating. He's hitting on 58% of his passes. Now, we know him from Missouri. I saw him play a couple times against Georgia. Uh, You know, he went in the second round, 42nd overall. 42nd overall. uh, I didn't write down the year of the draft. I think that's two years ago, though. But he's backed up by Jeff Driscoll. We know him, former Gator. 
Lafayette, Louisiana, I believe, or might have been Monroe. But then uh, Brett Rippin also played, and he's the nephew of Mark Rippin. Brett played at Boise State, so they've got three young quarterbacks there. Uh, but um, they do have some weapons. Uh, Melvin Gordon and Patrick Lindsay out of the backfield. Uh, Patrick Lindsay, Lindsay got it started with a 55-yard run against the Chargers last week. So that was a big uh Big turnaround in that game. Coach will talk about the third and eight they picked up before that run as being the big play. But um, the fifth, certainly when you take it to the house from 55 yards out, that's big too. So Melvin Gordon's 90 carries, uh, 375 yards, four touchdowns. Patrick Lindsay, 45, 287, one, that 55 yarder. Um, I like the weapons. No offense, the leading receiver. Uh, the tight end, 20th pick overall in 2019 out of Iowa. The tight end factory now with, uh, uh, you know, uh, Kiddos and Hawkinson up in Detroit and Fant down here with the Denver Broncos. He's got 29 catches for 304 and two touchdowns. Jerry Judy's uh, getting down out there a little bit, 23 for 359. Uh, and one touchdown, the rookie from Alabama. And then K.J. Hamler caught the winning touchdown, the former Penn State wideout. So, um, you know, they're not devoid of weapons. And, um, you know, they uh, they got a big play guy in uh, Jerry Judy. Just a matter of Locke and him hooking up. And then it looks like he likes to work it underneath to Fent, and they'll try to lean on the running backs. Another note here. With the Broncos, they drafted center Lloyd Cushenberry out of LSU, who was a, I had rated higher than Matt Hennessy, but uh, the Falcons did not. And they took Matt Hennessy third with the 78th overall pick. Uh, Cushenberry went five picks later, 83rd, to the Broncos. He started every play. He's played 475 plays. Hennessy, which, you know, was a Dimitrov draft pick, uh, played uh, 76 snaps so far. He played one of uh, one snap in the last three games. So since Coach Raheem took over, they haven't been trying to get the kid uh, ready for next year or, or uh, to take over for, um, for, for Mac. He did go in for the one play when Mac got hurt, but uh, that alternating stuff at left guard's over with now. Um, with the GM uh, not trying to bring along his draft pick anymore. So that's uh, that's uh, the weapons. We got the offense. We got the record. A uh, little bit on Drew Locke there and the weapons. We're going to go to Coach Fangio here, uh, who really should need an introduction in Atlanta, and then we'll look at the serious history, serious history in the defense. Coach Fangio was a defensive coordinator in the 2012 NFC Championship game. That was the game where the Falcons jumped out to the 17-0 lead and uh, had a 24-14 lead at the half. But Fangio shut down the Falcons in the second half. Didn't score any points. I know Harry tripped on one, uh, had a, a sack on another promising drive, and then Navarro bombing. 
pass interference on Roddy at the end on the six-yard line. It was a heck of a game, but uh, uh, the 49ers went on to the Super Bowl under uh, Vic Fangio was the defensive coordinator that day that shut down the Falcons' offense in the second half, held them to zero points, allowed San Francisco to storm back from 17-point deficit and win that game 28-24. Go on into the NFC champ. NFC, they won the NFC championship and gone into the Super Bowl. Well, here we go. Here's Coach Vangio. He went on to go to Chicago there, and uh, he's one of the older gentlemen who got uh, a late start, late um, shot at being the head coach. And he's uh, out in Denver right now. And here he is. He's going to talk about Drew Lockson for us, and then uh, uh, they're going to need more from their third tight end, Albert. Uh, we can do Bonham because uh, Nick Vanette is hurt. So uh, one of the beat writers asked about Albert O. That's who he's talking about. And uh, Drew Locke is coming up. Here's Coach Fangio. Drive of the second half. Um, it had been, I think, 43 possessions since Drew had thrown a touchdown. Was there, was there any point that you considered benching Drew? And no. secondly to that, it, it, what was it that finally clicked for him to throw three touchdown passes in the fourth quarter there. Yeah, no, I was never a consideration. The thought never did cross my mind. Um, just have to start playing. You know, we were struggling as an entire offense um, in that game, obviously. And, you know, when you're going three and out as many times as we were, you know, it's not your opportunities aren't going to be good. You don't have a lot of plays. And it's not going to look good. But, um, you know, I thought one of the key plays in the game and was the third and eight conversion prior to Phillips' touchdown run to Deshaun. And I think that's the uh, play that got us going. Um, it was third and eight. If we don't convert that and we punt, um, you know, the whole tone of this conversation today would be probably different. Um, so, you know, it just takes one play. You know, that was a big, big play. And they uh, we had a big run there by Phillip. And you know, all of a sudden, you know, we're back in the game. We still got a lot of work to do. But it, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Thanks for that, Alan. Hey, Vic, I got two for you. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the win yesterday. Hey, thanks, Ryan. Uh, Albert O, watching the first couple weeks, does that benefit a young player? And do you think he could be in line for a bigger role? And I'll follow up after that. Um, I, I think it can benefit at times. You know, it was forced to be watched because he had that injury in camp. Um, we liked his progress. Um, and kudos to him that when he's gotten his opportunities here the last three weeks, He's done well. He's caught the ball well. He's run with it good after the catch. Um, prior to the uh, New England week, you know, we had that week of prep, and then the game got postponed a week. The first week, he got a lot of practice time because Noah was hurt. And I thought his practice was just okay, you know, that week. And I talked to him about it you know, at length one day. And um, since then, he, he's been better. 
uh, both in practice and it's carried over to the game. And, you know, we like him. Obviously, he's got, he's a good receiver. He's a big target. He runs good. And we're hoping that he continues to improve. There's Coach Big Fangio wrapping up there. He's talking about uh, trying to get the pronunciation on it. I don't see one on this page, but it's Albert Okwagbynum. He uh 6'5", 220 rookie, uh, 6'5", 258-pound rookie out of Missouri. He's got 10 catches for 114 yards and uh, one touchdown. So he's going to be, um, he's going to be a... Um, uh, factor, or or maybe more of a factor with Nick Vanette being out. So that's uh, Coach Fangio wrapping up there for the Broncos. Let's get back to the series history now. Y'all know <clears throat> there's some colorful history with the Broncos and the Falcons, but uh, we're gonna just keep it straight here. Uh, eight to six, they lead the series. Uh, this will be the fifteenth meeting. And I was referencing the first Super Bowl. Uh, Denver won 34-19 on January 31st, 1999. And the Dirty Birds made it to the Super Bowl. Last meeting was in Denver. Falcons really dominated that day. They jumped out 23-6. Broncos got a couple uh, scores late to make it look good. 23-16. That was the day Tevin Coleman looked like Jerry Rice. Had four catches for 132 and one touchdown. Devontae Freeman had 23 for 88 and one touchdown. I remember one of the big stories of the game was uh, Ryan Schrader holding his own against Vaughn Miller. That led to Ryan Schrader getting a new contract. And uh, no, they didn't. He didn't, he didn't last long after. He played till he was 30, got eight years in. But that was a big day for Brian. He did a good job uh, in that game. So lastly, we're going to move on to uh, the defensive uh, guys and little special teams here and then wrap it up. Of course, Bradley Chubb is there, former Hillgrove NC State standout, Hillgrove High, uh, out in Cobb County. He was the fifth overall pick in 2018. Had the great rookie year, 12 sacks. Uh, then had only played four games last year, got hurt, and so far he's back and he's got 5.5 sacks. So, uh, good luck to Bradley. Uh, former Georgia Tecker, remember his pro day, uh, went in the second round to the Chargers, Jeremiah Atua, he, um, second round, 2014, 50th overall pick. So, he's playing there and, um, Doing pretty good. Their main, um, you know, A.J. Boye is there. He's a corner. Uh, A.J.'s in the concussion protocol from, you know, he's from here, from Tucker. Don't know if he's going to play, but he's in the concussion protocol, so we'll be on the lookout for him. Their signal caller is Josie Jewell, the inside linebacker. He has the, uh, the green dot on his helmet, and he gets the defense set up for the Broncos. Special teams-wise, they got punter Sam Martin averaging 39.9 net. Hey, and I always look for uh, blocks and touchdowns. He's had one block. So, hey, that's foul that. Maybe the Falcons go after that and try to get him one. You know, everybody's playing for jobs at this point. So, there's no, no problem with uh, Coach Parmley trying to go get a punt at some point. Uh, place kicker is Brandon McManus. 
And uh, the returners are uh, punt returner Bryce Callaway, kickoff returner Tyree Cleveland. So, I mean, that's what we got here on the uh, Broncos. Uh, you know, look for uh, Drew Locke. They got some weapons. Can't shortchange them. They're young, though. They're not coming together. That defense should be pretty salty on the front. Uh, in, but um, there might be some available, might be some options to get some some big plays on them there. Uh, so with that, you know, we certainly want to ask you to follow uh, all the Falcons coverage on um, on Twitter at dorlandoajc. You can, of course, subscribe to ajc.com and bookmark the Falcons page so you can get all the alerts and emails and the daily uh, newsletters when we put them out. And uh, you can also go to Facebook. Our Facebook page is Atlanta Falcons News Now. So with that, we're going to get out of here and wrap it up for the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Take care and have a great rest of the week. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.